0: You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Kenny Ortiz. This is Theology for the Rest of Us coming at you from beautiful central Florida. Thank you so much, Uh, for listening thanks for downloading thanks for being a supporter of the podcast Uh, thank you so much for uh, allowing me to have a voice in your life so many of you uh, engage with me and you answer questions or ask me questions that, and and you trust me to to answer your questions and you trust me to be a part of what god is doing in your life and I just want you to know that i am incredibly grateful for that and uh and humbled by that so thank you very much this is episode 239 and i'm going to be talking about the concept of natural rights I've talked about this in previous episodes um, in different in different moments when it's been applicable to the topic um, and so i just wanted to just make sure i kind of carve about one episode to specifically talk about the idea of natural rights uh, and the concept of natural law. Before I do that, quick reminder about our website, theologyfortherestofus.com. dot um, You may be listening to li- listening to this at a later date, where maybe not all of the episodes are in the feed. You know, when you're scrolling, whether it's on the Apple Podcast player or Google Play or whatever, um, not you know, the, not all of the episodes might be in the feed. Some of the episodes, some of the podcast players cut it off at a certain number. Uh, If that's you and you want to listen to some of the older episodes, uh, the best way to do that is to go to the website, theologyfortherestofus.com. And of course, while you're there, you can check out the additional resources. I've got a bunch of recommended books, blogs, other podcasts, things of that nature. I believe that'll be a resource to you. Check that out. all right, let's dive into the topic of natural rights. Again, I've alluded to this or talked about this in previous episodes. Um, the idea of natural rights versus legal rights is the idea that some of the rights that humans have come from something other than a government. Legal rights, however, are, or have their uh, origination or their origin in a national government. So, for example, in the United States, everyone who is uh, 21 years or older has the legal right to drink alcohol, but in other countries, the drinking age is 19 or 18. Um, and in some countries there's even, uh, you know, even younger than that, depending on different circumstances. So you have, they have a legal right. If you are 17 years old in the United States, you do not have the right to drink alcohol. If you are 25 years old in the United States, you do have the right to drink alcohol. Um, but but like with many of our legal rights if you abuse it or you participate in that right in such a way that it's detrimental to the rest of society then the then the government has the power to strip you of that legal right and so if you are 25 you may have you may indeed have the right to drink alcohol however the united states has the the right or the local jurisdictions have the right to strip you of that right if you do it abusively so if you are uh, drinking driving drunk uh, for example or if you are participating in drinking in, in such a way and you're and you're participating participating maybe in alcoholism in such a way that is harmful to other people The government has the right to say, no, you're not going to drink alcohol for a certain period of time, or we're going to imprison you and not allow you to enjoy other rights or freedoms, things of that nature. Again, so that's a legal right. The government makes a determination who has the right to do what, and then the government has the power to strip you of that right and take it away from you if you abuse it or you engage or exercise that particular right in such a way that is detrimental to the rest of society. That is a legal right. A natural right, however, is a right that is transcendent of the government or is above the government. A, a natural right is something that comes to you, not because the government gave it to you, but because God gave it to you. Or, or maybe, you know, some, uh, you know, more secular philosophers that embrace the idea of natural law may say that that nature gave you these rights. I believe that God gives us this, these certain rights, Um there are obviously other philosophers that would disagree with me out there. Um, so the idea of natural rights or natural law um, is the idea that that there is some some transcendent truth from which certain rights flow. Um, natural. The idea of natural law was a concept that appeared in ancient Greece. Um, certain Greek philosophers uh, uh, subscribed to this idea. There were uh, were some Roman philosophers, most famous. The Roman philosopher Cicero was was, was very famous for promoting this ideal. Uh, There are, uh, I believe, biblical precedences for the idea of natural rights. And there have been a variety of philosophers and theologians throughout the centuries that have talked about this and written about it. Um, Albert the Great was a Catholic philosopher in the Middle Ages, as was Thomas Aquinas. They talked extensively about this. So, um, obviously, a lot of stuff. There was a variety of philosophers and writers talking about this uh, throughout the Age of Enlightenment, and then beyond through the uh, through the through the Renaissance, and then obviously into the Reformation era, um, and then the the kind of the most famous modern philosopher that really sort of articulated a lot a lot of the ideas that we really embrace today was a guy named John Locke. If you've never done any study on John Locke, um, I would encourage you just Google his name, read about him. I think it would be helpful. Uh, John Locke really was the idea that really kind of articulated that all humans have the right, what he called liberty, are life, liberty, and property um, every human has the natural right to life. Every human has the right to be free. Every human has the right to own things, to 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 to, to seek to acquire property. That was his idea, and he can ex- he he sort of explained significantly why he believed that and, and how he draw all those conclusions. Again, you can do some studying on your own for that. Um, But the American Founding Fathers really embraced this idea. In fact, um, Thomas Jefferson was a big proponent of this, wrote extensively about it, and he is the one who took John Locke's words and he modified them in the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence talks about how we have the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, Originally, it was the idea of property or the pursuit of property, but Thomas Jefferson and the Founding Fathers, eventually, uh, they changed that to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The idea of the Declaration of Independence was that humans have the right to life, the right to liberty, and the right to pursue being happy, and that the government doesn't have the power to take that away because the government didn't give us those rights. The government can't take away your right to have life. The government can't take away your right to have liberty. The government can't take away your right uh, to pursue happiness. And that if the government seeks to do that, then the government is in a violation of natural law, um, which was given to us, I believe, by God, and many of the founding fathers subscribed to this ideology, that it was God who said humans have these natural rights, and if you try to take it away, you are trying to rob people of that which God gave them. If you are trying to violate natural law, or if you are guilty of violating natural law, you have not violated the laws of a country, you have violated God's natural law god's you know, divine law if you go against natural rights you're going against god and the idea is that the government is supposed to exist to bring law in order to society in order to hold people accountable when they are detrimental or hurtful to other people and the, the, the government is to bring law and order in order to protect natural rights. Like The reason why government exists, the reason why God establishes government, as he says in Romans 13, is for the purpose of bringing order to society. If we didn't have government, we'd have anarchy. That would be bad because humans are sinful. And when given ultimate freedom in terms of no restrictions whatsoever, humans will use that sinfully. Um, so we 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 believe in liberty, but we don't believe in ultimate anarchy or ultimate libertarian freedom in terms of no restriction or restraint whatsoever. The government is created and established by God for the purpose of instituting. You know, law and order, bringing structure to society, so that the government can then protect the individual people's rights, like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or as John Locke would say, life, liberty, and property. I, I think that that's the purpose of government. And if the government ceases to protect the natural rights of the people, then that government has violated the purpose for which God created it. If, if a particular government is not actually protecting natural rights, then the government has ceased to do that which it was created to do. It is now useless. Your government has become worthless and useless if you're not doing what you're supposed to do. I mean, for example, if you're driving a car that doesn't drive anymore, Well, there's no point to having that car any longer. If the the car doesn't drive, if the car doesn't do what it's supposed to do, then you know what? You got to get rid of that car and go get a new one because the purpose of the car is to drive. If the car won't do what it was designed to do and created to do, then it's no longer valuable or necessary. And it would be appropriate to disregard that car and go get a new one. I think, I think the idea of government, when we understand natural rights, that, that, that silly metaphor I just gave you, applies. The government's responsibility is to protect natural rights, the, the rights of humans that were given to them by God. And if the government doesn't protect those rights, then that government ultimately is worthless. Final thought: uh, Over the last hundred years or so, the concept of human rights has really sort of you know risen to the forefront of the conversation. It's not I mean that's not, it's not a new concept, but it has become very popular. Um, and really, the, the 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 growth of the popularity of human rights really sort of culminated in 1948. The United Nations uh, made this thing they called the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, and the idea was um, that humans have certain rights and and that and that and that they have the right to be treated a certain way, and that there are certain positive things that ought to be given to humans, and that if any government um, is is in violation of doing those things for its people, then they are now violating a legal right. Because you, you know the United Nations is a governing body, and they declare certain rights. They're not. They don't. They don't. They're not the origin of natural rights. They're the origin of a legal right, and they're the ones that said humans have. Uh, a legal right to be treated a certain way and if your government violates it then your government is in violation of the human rights Um, and that has been sort of used as a legal instrument in removing governments and a variety of conflicts you know since since that time Um, so natural rights and human rights although they're closely connected and and are sometimes used synonymously they're actually slightly different again natural rights are the rights that are are the things that People are given by God. Human rights is sort of a contemporary term of, of a governing body or, or a a, gov, or a institution of some sort um, giving legal rights that are in line with natural rights or that are designed to protect uh, natural rights or designed to promote positive things for the people to ensure their natural rights. Again, human rights, natural rights are, are closely related but are distinct and separate from each other. Overall, how does it apply to us? I believe that the understanding of natural rights and the philosophy behind it and the theology behind it gives us an understanding of why it's appropriate to remove particular politicians or particular uh, political leaders from power when they are not doing that which they were designed and created to do. If a particular government or particular politician isn't fighting for the rights of the people, the natural rights of the people, and if they are in violation of those things, um, then it is appropriate Uh, for someone, whether it's the people of that country or someone from a different country, to remove that person from power and to reestablish a new leader or a new government in order to protect the natural rights of the people in that particular country or jurisdiction. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this has been helpful or insightful. If you have a question or a topic that you want me to address on a future episode of the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Email me or tweet at me whether you want me to clarify something I said in this episode or if you want me to address a topic that is totally unrelated to what I've covered in this episode. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. The email address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at Theology for the rest of us.com or you can find me on Twitter, at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Reminder, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and your Apple Podcast Player or whatever podcast player you are familiar with, whether that's Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, whatever. Make sure you subscribe. That's the only way to guarantee that every episode gets delivered directly to your device as soon as they go live. Also, if you're willing, do me a huge favor. Head on over to whatever podcast player or directory that you're familiar with. Leave us a five-star rating and a great review. Tell the world you love the podcast. That's really, really important. Those good reviews really help the podcast because they help us reach more people. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.